Good morning and win today. Welcome to my TVJ Moments. This is a brand new program on Imanua TV where we will be digging deep into the impact that Prophet TV Joshua had on individuals from across the globe. It's a brand new program that gives us the privilege to meet people who have encountered the Prophet in different capacities. It has certainly been such a fascinating journey to explore all his various layers. Now, you feel like you know so much about Prophet TV Joshua until you hear some of the stories and experiences as they are told by the various people who came in and out of his life on this show. So it's always exciting to delve deeper into them. Absolutely. So yes, our theme today is all about how to find good friend, true friendship. As Prophet TV Joshua says, you are because I am, and I am because you are. Let us listen to this amazing message titled, How to Find Good Friends. Christianity today is, is fading. It's fading. We are religious people, not Christian. Religious everywhere. We say we are Christian. Christianity lies in the heart. So oh, this is giving me so much concern. If Jesus comes today, what will be your response? Let's just go to the book of Psalms 12, verse 2. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. So it means you say yes but in your heart is no. That is what the Bible says there. This is what I say about the confession. You say yes, but your heart is no. You say be blessed, but in your heart, because. So where are we going? This is what is happening all over the world today. You think this man is your friend, but in his heart is your enemy. Christianity lies in what? In the heart. Where are we going? A friend by confession, but enemy in the heart. This is what the book of Psalms says. Everyone lies. Whom can we believe? Whom can we believe now? Now, have only a friend who is weak, where you are weak, is not a productive relationship. Tell your neighbor, have only a friend who is weak, where you are weak, is not a productive relationship. You are a smoker. Now you make a smoker friend. Who will help who in such a relationship? A smoker. This is the life we live today. This is just the life. You see some people, they know how to dress. They can dress gorgeously. All their friends too, they dress gorgeously. They concentrate on their hair. They can do anything with their hair. All their friends also the same thing. Who will help who in such a relationship? This is the life we live today. You have to sit down, check yourself. The life you live do not help you to grow. The friends you have around you, party, Drinking, you talk anyhow, and they too talk anyhow. They are rich, and you too, you are rich. What is the value of money there for party? You are because I am. I am because you are. Where I'm weak, you are strong. And where you are strong, I am well. Have only a friend who is weak. Where you are weak is not 
a productive relationship. It's not a godly relationship. Check your friends around you. Oh, your friend. I don't think you have any friend that are there to help you. Who will help you? I'm challenging you to build your career. It's not something you can do alone. You need good people. Tell your neighbor to build my career. It's not something I can do alone. I need good people. But who are the friends, people around you? Who are they? Be ready to relate with those who can report you. Who query everything you stand for? Why this? Why that? Why this? Why that? You should be ready to be to relate with people like that. So that will help you. You are lonely. Because you have a friend who is weak where you are weak. Tell your neighbor. I am lonely because I have a friend who is weak where I'm weak. I'm grumbling because I have a friend who is weak where I'm weak. I'm hot because I have a friend who is weak where I'm weak. I'm complaining. Because I have a friend who is weak, we are weak. That's all. All right, viewers, welcome back to my TBJ moment. You've listened to the prophet on his message, and um, you begin to wonder how do you determine your really friend, your really good friends? Absolutely. Um, you know, this is something that we all encounter on a daily basis. Uh, so the teaching was extremely practical, uh, especially when we're looking at the genuineness of one's heart. Uh, you know, he talks about our yes, truly meaning yes, because, you know, it's very easy to say yes, whilst you mean no in your heart. That's we right. experience that daily. Indeed, Mbai, this topic was very deep. The man of God really explained the importance of good friendship and I was amazed the way he made it sound so simple about true friendship. Mm, he really did. Um, and I'm really excited about today's episode because uh, I feel that's a side of the man of God we're really going to get to encounter, isn't it? That's right. And of course, that brings us to our guest today, happens to be a friend of TB Joshua. He is a publisher, a politician, a journalist. Please welcome Chief Dili Momodu. We all call him Bob D. <laughs> yeah. So this is the, the prayer mountain. You said you haven't yeah. been here in a very long time. No, it was right at the beginning I came here. And it was just one tiny little office. I can't believe what I'm seeing today. <laughs> So beautiful. This is, uh, it's like paradise on earth. It is. In the heart of uh, the mainland of Lagos, you find this bit of paradise. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So, as much as his impact and his influence was in people, there's some tangible things around as well. This is. Yeah. Very, very tangible indeed. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I'm on vacation. <laughs> and no, you would think you're in Malaysia or somewhere. Yeah. Or some islands. And you're very well traveled, you would know. <laughs> yes, it looks like they're on some islands. I don't want to imagine how long it took to con conceptualize and put this together. Exactly, exactly. 
Because I believe the story goes that he was given a vision by God that there was a piece of land in Ikotun that he needed to build on. Yeah, because people used to wonder, ah, with all your success, you should be in Victoria yes. Island or in Ikoyi <laughs> somewhere. Yes. And he, ne he never left this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Never. And the people here still celebrate him so much because wow. they felt his, um, they benefited hugely Too much. from everything he did. Mm. Yeah. And he was still building. Yeah. You know what? He would put a lot of things up and sometimes take them down, hmm. change it. He would get new inspiration, redesign. So you'll find that people who came here maybe two years ago are seeing a totally new and yeah. different um, mix. Hmm. You can imagine being here in the in the night. Yes. Oh. And you just want to commune with your with God. Like, exactly. Welcome back. You're still watching my TBJ moments here on Emmanuel TV. And I am excited to be joined by Chief Dele Momadou. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, Vimbai. The Vimbai of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. I mean, what a pleasure it is to see you in, in, in this environment. We've spoken over the years countless times about Prophet TV Joshua and the impact he has had in both of our lives. But I'd love to start your journey with him from the beginning. How did Prophet TV Joshua become a part of your life? Well, it was first a professional relationship. Uh, a friend of mine, a colleague, a journalist, came over to see me. In those days, we didn't have a proliferation of telephones like now. So he came physically and he said, oh, uh, of course I've been reading about the man of God, Prophet T.B. Joshua, and he said he would like to meet with me. And I was very excited because he was already a known figure, but Ovation had not yet featured him. So for me, it was an opportunity to, to meet him. And I came over and uh, we were at the synagogue. And uh, when they asked me to come up to see him. I looked at him, he was so humble. The humility was out of this world. That was the first thing that struck me about him. And from that moment, they started calling me Alagba. You know, he was a man who respected people, you know, whether you were one year older or whatever, throughout, you, you know, he would not call daily. And we had that in common. He said he would want to be in ovation that he, he likes the magazine and I said oh thank you sir and we agreed on a fee and he also booked 5,000 copies I think at first 5,000 copies in advance so we did the feature put him on the cover printed in England and when the magazines arrived so I came and I said ah, the magazine has arrived where do you want us to deliver I said oh I should come with 10 copies so I came, gave him 10 copies. I said, so what of the rest? He said, no, go and sell it and spend the money. I couldn't believe it. I said, how, how can a man order 5,000 copies and already paid for in advance? And the magazine arrives and he says, so I said, oh, wow. I don't think they manufacture people like this again in heaven. You know, then a few days later, he sent for me. He said, ah, Alagba, Etiko Misi trouble that I've put him in trouble. I said, what happened? He said, ah, mommy said, how can he be alone on the front page of the magazine? I said, I didn't know. He said, no, mommy normally does not even like publicity. That's, so I'm surprised, but she happens to like your magazine. So that was how I had two of them. <laughs> you know. So back to back, we had to do another edition immediately. And then we featured daddy and mommy. And uh, let's go back to Alagba. For our non-Yoruba-speaking viewers, what's the meaning of Alagba that? is like a, a big brother, a, you know, someone important, someone you respect. It's a sign of respect. It's a word of respect, Alagba. 
and you know, let's talk about that respect because you're one of the very few people that Prophet TV Joshua actually posed for a picture with. Maybe. So besides world leaders and so forth, uh, generally uh, the man of God was a mysterious man who didn't really care for those types of moments. You know, what type of relationship did you foster behind the scenes, you know, taking away the work, the professional service that was offered? You know, for a man of God, he would have seen what the ordinary eyes would not have seen. He was very comfortable with me. If he needed to tap my brain on any issue, he would call. I remember when Professor Evans Atamils of Ghana was running for election in Ghana. So he came to Nigeria, and one morning, I got a call from Prophet TV Joshua. Alagba, Ekaro, good morning. And I said, Ekaro, sir. You know, respect begets respect. So I respected him a lot. I said, Ekaro, sir. Eh, win election. Who do you think would win the next election? I said, I think it would be Nana Kufado. He said, no, 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 no. He said, Nana will not win. So I said, everybody is saying Nana Kufado would win, that Nana has money and Atta Mills doesn't have money. I didn't know Prof was with him. He then said, okay, hold on for Prof, and gave Prof the phone. And I said, ah, Prof, how are you, sir? He said, he's fine. He said, please, so I've come to the man of God to help me. And he has told me that you're a good man and you have good friends who can help me. So he left. And then on his way back to Ghana, at the airport, he met another friend of mine. And they called me again. He said, Chief, I would really like to know you. Go everywhere I go, your name keeps cropping up. So that was how Prophet B. Joshua networked with everybody. I'll cut the story short. And he won. What surprised me was that after winning the election, some people, once they get power, they forget those who supported them. But the first thing he did was for him to come to the synagogue for a thanksgiving. And I was shocked that the man of God remembered my role and called me to come in that day to meet with the president. I was, I'm sure maybe in the archives of the church they will find the picture because that's one picture I'm looking for. So, and I asked Prof, what is it that you like about this man of God? Because even we Nigerians, people say all sorts. And the man told me, he said, look, I'm a professor of law. And I am an expert in taxation. I deal with empirical facts. This man of God told me I would win at a time I had no chance whatsoever. Not only did he tell me I would win, he told me that the elections would be held three times and gave me specific dates for the elections. They all came to pass. So how can I doubt such a man? And that, that really touched me. And in Ghana and all over the world, the man of God was idolized by people because he was phenomenal. He was not an ordinary person. What did that do for your regard and for the level of value you placed in your relationship with Prophet TV Joshua, this experience you just... For me, for a man that productive, let me use the word productive, for a man that influential, you would expect him at some point to get big-headed. He never did. He was such a simple man who just wanted to touch lives. I have so many examples of his generosity to mankind and to me and my family yeah. in Let, particular. Let's talk about some of your personal impact moments with uh, Prophet TV Joshua. One day I was flying out of New York, going to England. I was already boarded and my phone rang. 
And when I picked it, I had a low Alagba. Once I had Alagba, so I knew it was him. Alagba, Nibolewa, I'm in New York, sir, on my way to London. He said, okay, when are you coming back home? I said, next week. When you get back, please, uh, I, I would like to see you. So when I got back, I called him. And it was in the middle of the night. It rained dogs and cats that night. But I had to come because I'd given my word. So he came in and he was carrying two bags. I didn't know what they contained yet. So, and he said, Alakba, you are contesting election. I said, yes, sir. He said, I've been watching you. I like what you are doing. But you're not going to win. I said, I know, sir. So, I want to support your campaign. I said, but you already told me I won't win. He said, it doesn't matter. It's not about today. It's about the future. He said, you are going to be very relevant in Nigeria. So he taught me something that day, that winning is not about going through election and winning, but you can build something massive. You can build a movement out of nothing. Do you know he called me a second time to remind me that you remember what I told you, you're not going to win? And he was still carrying those bags again, and it was money, and he gave it to me. And so till today, when people say, oh, uh, are you going to retire? Are you going to? I said, no, I'm a part-time politician. I'm not, I have a job. But I will continue to work for my country because I want my country to improve. I want my country to develop. And I owe it to Prophet Big Joshua to keep going. Because you already gave me an indication that I'll be climbing higher and higher. And that's what has happened to me. And of course, we've, we've seen, you know, just recently, you did participate in the primaries for the presidential election with your chosen party. Was this process also influenced by this encounter? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you have people who love you and who see the value in you, you must see the value in yourself. So... For such a man that millions of people would have loved to meet, to have such an interaction with me, yes, why not? I'm a man of faith. I believe in miracles. My life itself is a miracle. I was born in a church. I was named Joseph. I dreamed dreams, big dreams. My father was Jacob. You know, my mom was a stark illiterate. I lost my father at the age of 13. And... Through the influence of someone like Productivity Joshua, I acquired a lot of confidence that you can make it. I mean, look at this environment. For a man who I don't know how he even navigated himself to Lagos from Akoko and all that, you know, and he became a global champion. So for me, he has really, really influenced me. Then I remember another encounter. I had cataract in my eyes. And I was so scared that I would go blind, you know. So I had to go for the operations. I didn't tell him. I don't know how he got to know about it. One night, he called me maybe around 1 a.m. He calls at others, you know. So, and when I heard Alagba again, I said, ah, Papa is here, you know. So, he said, Alagba, how are you? I said, I'm very fine, sir. He said, I hear Ojunduyi. I hear your eyes are paining you. I said, yes, sir. He said, you so hadn't I, told him? No, nothing. I said, he, he said, so how are you now? I said, I'm fine. That I've done the last operation. Because I couldn't do both. I was scared. So I was doing it one one. At least if one goes blind, then I will manage the other, you know? So, and he said, I would like to pay for the operation. And I, this was in England. I said, no. I said, I've already paid. That a few friends already paid for me. And... Do you know he called me three times that night? He insisted I must send an account, and he paid. I mean, I've never seen such love. My, my final encounter will be our trip to Israel when we went to Nazareth. I think there was an Israeli woman who was an agent to a lot of churches. So if you want to go on pilgrimage to Israel. So she contacted Yadura, uh, Reverend Mother Esther Ajayi, and said she would like to contact Prophet B. Joshua. So Yadura said, ah, uh, we're in the same 
work of God, but I've not really met him. But I know someone who is close to him. So Yadra called me and said, please, can you help this lady to reach Prophet T.B. Joshua? So I called him that there is someone trying to get the job of handling some of his activities in Israel because he's so big in Israel. <laughs> I mean, once you land at the airport, if you mention Poverty Big Joshua, you would think he's the president of Israel. I've never seen, I mean, a Nigerian that big in Israel. So he now told me that they already had people who were handling the project, but that I should ask the lady to call a particular number and that if there was anything they could do, they would do it. Then thereafter, he called me back. He said, hey, it's even good that you called. I want you to travel with me to Israel. And I'm like, man of God, I was the one asking an agent to contact you. Now you are the one asking me to. He said, yes, he said, yes, if you'll be able to go. I said, there's no way I will say no to you. And I'm happy I never said no. He paid for the trip. I traveled through London, went to Nazareth, and that was when I developed the highest level of regard and respect for him. From the airport, everything was, are you for TB? Are you for TB? Then we stayed at the Amada Hotel or something like that. The entire hotel everywhere was about TB. The security getting to the mountain, oh my God. You think American president was coming on a visit. And then when I saw the organization, it was such an organized man of God. Very, very, and I think it was intentionally so. I said, no, this is not an ordinary human being. So we got on the mountain. He had his offices, air-conditioned offices. This was a mountain that had apparently been abandoned in Israel, over time, in Nazareth. in Nazareth. And they were surrounded by Arab Muslims. And they threatened that the crusade would never take place. So that was why there was so much security. So they, they had to drop people almost two, three kilometers to the mountain. And they had to go through security screening, then go on buses. I don't know how anybody could have had such an elaborate planning and organization. So I think it was for two nights. So on the final night, I requested to see him. So, and we went to the offices, you know, there was a waiting room. And when it was my turn, I went in there. And he said, I'm sorry, I've not been able to see you. I said, no, I'm, I'm even wondering how you cope with all these requests from people. The mayor of Nazareth came there physically. Everybody was calling him. So we had our meeting, then I requested for pictures. He was too happy. I couldn't, and I mean, I treasure those pictures because I have series of pictures with him. He, he was just very comfortable with me. Then he said, like, so how are you keeping? I said, I'm fine. He said, where, where am I going? I said, I want to go to Jerusalem, you know, to spend some time with my friends. And he said, oh, I should wait. And then he called someone and they brought money again. I can never forget him. I can never forget these good days. You know, so many different qualities and characters shine through in your experiences and the stories that you've told. But what would you say are some of the greatest lessons that you took away from, from your time? I mean, it's just one is enough, humility. The other, of course, is selflessness. It was a man of sacrifice. If you read the Bible, you will see that the Bible is replete with stories of sacrifice. And it was an embodiment of that sacrifice. And uh, that is why under 60 years, he was one of the most successful men of God on earth. I would say one of the most influential men of the 20th and 21st centuries. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I also like that you mentioned how comfortable you were around each other as brothers. Um, let's talk about some of those other moments where he wasn't Prophet TB Joshua, the man of God, but where he was just TB Joshua, your friend. What are some of the, the lighter memories that come to mind? It was difficult to see him without being Prophet TB Joshua. He was true to his calling throughout. 
And there was this mystery, mystique around him. He, he was a charmer. You see him, you love him. In fact, I think my favorite word would be that he was a spellbinder. That's why a lot of people couldn't figure him. They couldn't place him and how to manufacture all kinds of stories about him because he was magnetic in nature. You know, spiritually, they say hypnotic, but he was a true Christian. Love your neighbor as yourself. Forgive your enemies. I knew a lot of people who wronged him. And you would think he would never talk to them. Even journalists who wrote trash about him. Tomorrow, you will hear that they have problems. And he was always ready to help them. I mean, for me, that, that is the height of, you know, sacrifice. That, I mean, and accepting life as it is. You see him carrying bags of rice to go and give the poor. For a man who obviously must have had access to stupendous wealth, he was just too humble and simple. He didn't, I, I don't know, I've never seen him with a Rolls Royce. I don't know which car he drove. It was a way from the public glare. It was not ostentatious, it was not flamboyant, and it was not outlandish in his behavior. And you know, you talk about the sort of the mystery of the Holy Spirit that he carried. And um, as a journalist, how do you interpret that? Because you know, journalists are inquisitive, curious by nature. You want to, always want to know more and more and more. As a journalist, how did you process that? Because I'm sure you always wanted to understand more and know more and ask more questions. I won't lie to you. Even before I became a journalist, I was always inquisitive about things in general, about people. I'm not the sort of person who can just feel comfortable around anyone, no matter how big. But there was just a bond between us. I saw that he was genuinely caring. He was not trying hard to make it up. Mm, he wasn't putting on a show. No, no, no. He was not impressionistic. He was just so down to earth. So even if you were told bad stories about him, once you meet him, you'll be okay. I mean, that was the magical side of him. It was surreal. It was just extraordinary. It was out of this world. And that's why we're here. I was telling my friends when we were coming, I said, only Papa will get me out of my bed early. I didn't want to disappoint promise. I didn't want to disappoint mommy. I said, no, 12 on the dot, we must be at the synagogue because that's the time allotted to me. And I'm happy that we made it. And then I'm here and I'm seeing Vimbai of Africa. <laughs> and you know, as we round up, let's, let's talk about the things that we will carry on, the legacy, the lessons, the, the, the memories. You know, there are so many things that we can take away, so many things you take away from your experience, one of which you've already shared, which is that, you know, with politics, you will continue to build and doing so will be a tribute to his legacy as well, as he had already spoken these words into your life. Any other things that you will carry forward as a tribute, as a legacy? I can tell you, before God and before man, that I will continue to love him. He will continue to inspire me from the beyond. And I will continue to offer the little support I have. Silver and gold I may not have, but I have ovation. And I told mommy, I promised mommy, I said that our daddy has left us but I will continue to support his ministry free of charge. It's not going to cost a dime. He already sowed the seed into my life and I will forever, forever treasure that. And that's the meaning of impact, isn't it? That's it. I mean, I can say, oh, he's gone, but there's no way 
there is no way I will see him as some, I see him, but I still feel his presence all around me. The love has not diminished. God is my witness. I talk about him all the time to people. And I'm happy that the little I can give to his memory is what we're doing here. May his soul continue to rest in peace. Amen. And you know what, what a privilege it is to have been able to share such treasured moments with the man of God, Prophet TV Joshua. Chief Dela Momodu, thank you so much for your time today. This has been thought-provoking. It's also been inspiring. As we learn more about Prophet TV Joshua that we can also take note on and, and carry forward in our daily lives, this is very much appreciated. Thank you, Vimbai, for inviting me. Emmanuel TV for inviting you absolutely and viewers at home don't you go away after this a very short breather we'll be back with plenty more from my TBJ moments Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for staying tuned. This is my TBJ moments. We are on Emmanuel TV and what a conversation we hmm. just had with Chief Dele Momodu. What did you guys think about it? It's amazing. It's mind blowing. I, I, I don't think anybody could be as generous as the prophet Tipi Joshua. Chief Dylan Momodu said it like it is. Mm -hmm. And um, we are learning. I'm inspired. <laughs> this is <laughs> what we call real friendship. Oh, yes. Oh, but when he explained it, prophet Tipi Joshua always gave to him. Giving generously and not expecting anything in return. That's, that's a rare breed. Yep. I, you know what? I really love the story about um, the former president of Ghana, uh, His Excellency Atta Mills, coming Atta Mills. back after winning the presidency. Mm. Because like Chief Dele Momodu said, a lot of politicians never come back. After they get whatever they were looking for, they, you know, they enjoy whatever whatever blessings they've received. But it says a lot about Prophet TB Joshua, the fact that this president came back and there's so many, um, so many services. There's still a lot of videos online That's even right. where you see him seated in the service. So right. it was wonderful that he, he, he didn't come to have per private conversations with him. He wanted to sit in the service just like any of us and enjoy the sermon. That's true. That's true. Honestly, I'm, I'm quite amazed that the personality, you know, the prophet has two personalities. He has dual personalities when he's in that mood as the prophet and when he's Mr. T.B. Joshua. So the thing is, he's usually and most often divinely inspired. And that's why having him as a friend is a big privilege. And so that gentleman, Chief Dilemo Modu, was really privileged, I must say. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. So as I say, like, this is what I call real friendship. Yes. The friendship between the chief and the man of God, Prophet T.B. Joshua, was unique. The man of God always helped him, gave him without expecting something in return. I was really touched by what he said. Mm. It was amazing. And, uh, you know, some other people who also received generously from the man of God without any expectation were, of course, our good friends here in Ikotun, where the church is stationed. So let's take you to the streets of Ikotun, uh, where the Synagogue Church of All Nations is based in Lagos. And let's find out what everybody has to say about their own personal TBJ moments. Don't go away. My name is pharmacist Sir Michael Ajishegiri of 8 Ajishegiri Street, Agodo Egbe. I'm a Catholic and we've been here now for over 30 years uh, because we were among the first settlers here on Ajishegiri Street. Prophet T.B. Joshua was a very young man. When he came into our street, he grew up with us as a very useful man in the vicinity. As a teacher to many of our children, was very pleasant and promising. 
He visited my house several times. And in fact, after the death of my late wife, he came with his team. My children were used to him too. Especially one of my guests, Kemi. He bought the first set of, uh, what do you call it now? The computer, the box one. My family was quite used to him as a whole. Even though I'm a Catholic, that never stopped the relationship. We had very good, very excellent relationship when he was alive. We had very pleasant moments together. He was a wonderful man. When he started his ministry, he invited us, myself and my late wife, even to down where he started. And we went through the waters and climbed to the uh, official worshipping center then. Our street has been a host to many international people and others because of him who came visiting. He was very useful to the community. At the time he got the Bolo land and we thought he was going to move from this area, he told me personally that uh, he was not moving, that this place is his abode, that he will not leave the street. We found him to be very, very pleasant, very generous, very prayerful, and his departure was, took everybody on our way. But we have consolation in the fact that Jesus Christ came just like that, and at a very young age too, he had to leave. Maybe he has accomplished his mission. Well, we pray that the Almighty God will accept him into his bosom. The greatest lesson is that we are human. We can live at any time. And we should learn to do very good works for records. That we go from generation to generation. Pastor T.B. Joshua cannot be forgotten in a moment. And I'm, I'm very happy that the madam, the wife, is taking very good responsibility to not to allow the ministry to die. We miss him quite a lot. Because he, he has done so many things for, for very many people. Whether in terms of inspiration, in terms of help, in terms of healing, quite a lot. He has taken Nigeria to the old world. Just as he has said, he has taken my street to the old world. It's not only my street. Pastor T.B. Joshua played his part very well. He has left, and all of us must learn to tow the path of truth and believe in God that is the only one who can do everything. I pray that the people who believe in the ministry will continue to uphold it to the followers. And we Christians should join hands to work together and build the body of Christ and avoid discrimination. Christ is one and only one. And we, the followers, should be one in whatever we are doing. That is why I will open my door for anybody at any time, irrespective of your tribe or religion. Because I believe God has a mission for each and every one of us to perform or not. And you should creditab creditably perform your own. And you don't know when the exit is going to come. So it is when you do what you do when you are alive that will be on record for you. If you do it very well, it will be on record. If you do it the other way around, people will remember you for what you are. So I pray that the ministry that he established will live forever. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And I thank all of you who have been holding forth. Please rally around mommy. Be very honest because that will strengthen her to continue to uphold the ministry as it is. God bless all of you. I am Prophet John Adimola Taiwo. My first encounter with Prophet TB Joshua was in the night 
when there was an accident, a truck that was bringing building materials to his site accidentally broke into our fence. That's the fence of the church. My greatest surprise was when I saw TB Joshua coming. I think it was just less than 10 minutes. He was right in front of the church by himself, all alone. And it was around um, some minutes past 1 a.m. I felt, wow, how can someone like this, of this caliber, all alone by himself, walk down this place? So we allowed him in. He requested to see my father in the Lord. We granted him. He just went down on his knees. His prayer was, God, please forgive me um, my truck bringing materials running to the fence of a church that was his prayer he stood up and greeted my father and the lord and then they sat down and they talked i looked at him that was my very first encounter i looked at him from the distance i moved closer he beckoned on me to come i moved closer to him and he asked me what's your name i told him he said are you a prophet i said yes he said it's all right i've seen it in you and he gave me some warnings and I am adhering strictly to those warnings now. His humility, when he was alive, taught me so many things. He brought so many things into the community. And um, I believe we will never forget him. I, be, I believe so. Not that we will forget so soon, we will never forget him. So that's the humility. Is, is so caring. And um, let me add this to it too. Being a man of God is not a guarantee to heaven. What you do today is going to move, uh, move people behind you. So you become a great motivator and people will follow you. All right. Incidentally, Emmanuel, it means God is with us. The church where I pastor right now is Saint Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. The humility in Pastor T.B. Joshua, um, I want to believe he's been passed around Ajishegiri Street right now. Both young and old, we respect ourselves. So to viewers out there, I would love us to emulate past, you know, prophet T.B. Joshua's way of life, of humility, love, and being cheerful to everyone. God bless you all in Jesus' mighty name. My advice to everybody, especially the men of God, is that we should make ourselves one. Let's try as much as possible to make sure we do the right thing, the right time, and the right way. I believe God will bless each and every one of us. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Welcome back to My TVJ Moments. We've just heard from the owner of the street, Adishegiri, about how Prophet TV Joshua's humility inspired him and touched his heart. I know you guys, you two have a lot of things to say about what we just heard. Oh yes, and the gentleman was so, I mean, he was so proud of having known Prophet Tibi Joshua, that the church has made his street so popular and his friends yeah. call him from different parts of the world saying, ah, look, your name is all over the world. Cuts here, Prophet Tibi Joshua. But you know, the story that really touched my heart is yeah. that of the, the pastor who also has his church on the same street. And, right. You know, the incident with, with the fence coming down and so forth. I mean, gosh, you know, it, it was just an example of how Prophet TB Joshua submitted himself to God in every situation. Yes, there right. was no, and he often preached about that as well, you know, that there's, you should never step out of prayer, you should never step out of God's presence. Mm. It's a continuous thing because, you know, we're often guilty of saying, okay, I'm done praying, let me go and do my yeah. something else but he he lived it con continuously that's right and and that's that's something that we have to imbibe i have i have learned so much from the privilege i had of knowing the prophet humility 
humility is key. It's, you know, honestly, it's never failed to amaze me that a man as successful as he was, yet so humble. Indeed, that word really described Prophet T.B. Joshua. Oh, yes. Humility. He was so humble in his appearance, way of talking, dealing with people, so humble. I was really touched with that. You know, when that prophet, when, me, when that pastor relayed his encounter with the prophet, it kind of reminded me of my encounter with a neighbor in my neighborhood. This guy's driver was supposed to be washing his car. Didn't, didn't tell his boss that he was going to try to drive the car. But in the process, of course, things happened. The car knocked the wall down into my, my compound, moved to the next compound, and knocked down the, the, the adjacent wall. And um, of course, the pastor on the street of Arishagiri said something that the prophet, when that accident happened, when the wall of his church was knocked down, at late hours of the night, 12 a.m., early morning hours, the prophet walked down and knelt right in this church to apologize that his trailer accidentally knocked down the walls of his church. But in my case... I was going to say, how did your neighbor react? You know, all he did was to say, get the engineer, find out the bill, and send me the bill. And, well, I didn't forgive him, unfortunately. He had to pay because he wanted to pay and they want to see me. Well, so. And just stew over this message and, and let ourselves take it all in and, and learn our lessons. Yes. Learn our lessons for day, oh, Mr. Isaac. <laughs> well, we have all learned to forgive, learned mm. to be humble. So many lessons to learn from knowing the prophet Tibi Joshua. And until same time, next time, join us again on my TBJ, TBJ Moments. Moments. Thank you.